critical thinking is the most important skill you can have when you're living in a world that seems to have lost its mind. Everyone out there is trying to tell you what to think. I want to teach you how to think. In every episode, I'm exposing the logical fallacies being used by advertisers, politicians, influencers, news outlets, social media memes, and maybe even your own best friend. Warning, listening to this podcast will cause you to see bad thinking everywhere. Welcome to the Filter Through a Brain Cell podcast. Hey, what is up, thinkers? Kathy Gibbons here. I thought I'd start off today's episode by sharing a review that a listener left for the podcast, which I really appreciate. So this review is by Mr. BMT. They say this, or he says this, I'm assuming, because he says Mr. This podcast is a thorough presentation of how to think and how to recognize bad thinking. I see bad thinking so much more at work than I used to see. I encourage everyone to listen because there is something in each of these episodes, each of these podcasts, for everyone to learn something new. And listen with your kids or grandkids. The next generation will benefit from this skill as well. I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for leaving this review. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing it with the next generation. And thank you for caring about good thinking. If you haven't yet, can I just ask you, would you just take a quick minute and leave a review wherever you listen? It means so much to me and it helps other people find the show. Okay, and speaking of reviews, this one might be a little bit funny, but I've had two people reach out to me saying that I committed a fallacy in the show's intro. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. And would you believe they're right about that? Sort of. Okay. Do I have, do I have your interest peaked? Uh, I encourage you pause real quick, go back, listen to the intro again and see if you can figure out what it might be. Okay. So in the intro, I do use hyperbole. So hyperbole is when someone makes an extravagant statement or uses a figure of speech for effect or for added emphasis. So we would normally not think that hyperbole statements were intended to be taken literally, and usually they aren't. But sometimes they can be used with the hopes that they'll be taken literally. So in my intro, I say, everyone out there is trying to tell you what to think. And then I say, this podcast will cause you to see bad thinking everywhere. Okay, so can you see that's how those statements can feel a little extravagant or extreme? Is it really true that everyone is trying to tell you what to think or that bad thinking is everywhere? No, probably not, right? That is a good example of hyperbole. Anyways, I talk about hyperbole in episode 182. So go back and listen to that episode if you want to kind of do a deep dive and learn more about this. Now, one of the things to be aware of with hyperbole is that it can be a fallacy or actually more of a, uh, I don't know, kind of a tactic, but it's also very commonly used in language and literature as a figure of speech. And in episode 192, I give a list of examples of hyperbole, which are so common in our everyday language that we hardly even notice them. <laughs> you would, you've probably said these things and never even thought about them. So in my introduction, my intention was simply to use it as a figure of speech. And what's interesting is I thought more about this after I got this feedback from my listeners, is I recorded this intro way back when I was just starting to teach the fallacies. I recorded this for episode one. And I have learned so much researching for this show, researching the different logical fallacies. And now here I am after 200 plus episodes. Honestly, I would probably write that introduction a little differently myself. So what do you think? Did I commit a fallacy? Was I using a tactic or propaganda tactic? Or did I just use a figure of speech? Send me an email. Let me know what you think. And by the way, I'm I'm ecstatic about this. I think it's the coolest thing that my listeners caught this 
and sent me messages about it. Um, I am not immune to committing fallacies, right? My daughter loves to call me out on them when she catches them. And I am actually thrilled that my awesome listeners heard that, picked up on it, and let me know. It's awesome, you guys. And here's the deal. It's okay. The whole point is to continue learning and growing. And I will be sure I don't have any when I record the new introduction for season two. In fact, I, I have already down on my list of episodes that I still need to make um, a whole episode coming soon titled, Do You Have the Critical Thinking Skills to Admit When You've Made a Mistake? <laughs> That's coming because here's the deal, guys. We've all done it. We're all going to do it. Nobody's perfect, nor would I expect you to be or myself to be. But we do need to be able to think about things as objectively as we can and admit when we may have made a mistake. It's just part of being human. So anyways, I just wanted to share that with y'all. All right. I do want to say a quick thank you to one of the show's sponsors, CTC Math. If you are needing a clear, easy-to-follow math tutorial for your kids, you might want to check them out. CTC Math offers video tutorials that's very much like having a personal teacher. You can rewind, you can go back, you can see it again. These videos help ensure that kids grasp concepts before they practice them. So if you're interested in learning more, just visit ctcmath.com and see if this program can help make math learning more enjoyable and effective for your family. Okay, so let's dive into today's new fallacy, the incomplete comparison fallacy. So the incomplete comparison fallacy happens when someone attempts to make a comparison between two things, but they leave out some of the really important details that would help you actually make the comparison. So they'll use words like better or worse or more or less but they don't actually say what they're comparing it to. This is something that we tend to hear in advertisements. So here's a simple example of what this would sound like. Let's say you're shopping in the grocery store and you see a bag of chips and on the bag it says in big bright yellow letters probably, something like that, 50% less sodium. Okay, can you see how they're making a comparison? They're saying this bag of chips has 50% less sodium, but they don't say what that's being compared to. Is it less sodium than how they used to make the chips, less sodium than another brand, less sodium than the industry average, less sodium than a tomato, less sodium than a salt lick, right? So now most likely, um, in all fairness to them, if you looked closely at the bag of chips, you would probably see a little tiny asterisk and in some tiny lettering somewhere else on the bag, it might would most likely tell you what they're comparing it to because there are industry um, industry rules, advertising rules that they have to uh, abide by. But it's hard to find and it's hard to read and they're not making it easy to just figure out what these chips have 50% less sodium than. They're just trying to make it seem like the chips sound healthy. It's just kind of an advertisement thing. So the problem behind the incomplete comparison fallacy is that it makes the statement impossible to argue with. When someone tells you that this diet pill, quote unquote, makes people eat less, but they don't tell you what or who they ate less than, you have no way to refute that argument. For instance, if they said that the diet pill makes people eat less than chimpanzees, well, that's not really saying much, is it? But if they said that the diet pill helped people eat less sugar than they were eating before, okay, now that's something. You have a solid place to actually consider the comparison. A another example of an incomplete comparison would be if I said, learning Russian is harder. Well, that gives you no real information. To be an accurate comparison, I would need to say something like, learning Russian is harder than learning Spanish, right? And of course, that is also just my opinion on that. <laughs> um, so the question to ask yourself if you think you're facing an incomplete comparison is super simple. Compared to what? 
Yeah, that's it. That's all you have to do is say compared to what. Okay, guys, that is it for today. Remember, when you learn how to think, you will no longer fall prey to those who are trying to tell you what they want you to think. And it all starts with asking one simple question. Is that really true? I would love to hear from you. Do you have questions about fallacies and cognitive biases? Are you now starting to see and hear them everywhere around you too? Well, send them in. They just might get featured on the podcast. You can email them to me at think at filter it through a brain cell.com or you can connect with me on Instagram at filter it through a brain cell. And if you want to be notified about when new episodes come out and all the things that we're doing, go to www.filter it through brain cell.com and sign up to receive email updates. I would love it if you would help us on our mission to teach society how to think well. Please subscribe, leave us a review, and share this podcast with people in your life.